Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy Kate Troll on the mic today, and I am joined in a throwback fashion by the Dwight Schrute to my Jim Halpert. Question. What kind of bear is best? That's a ridiculous question. False. Black bear. Well, that's debatable. There are basically two schools of thought. Fact. Bears eat beets. Oh. Bears. Beets. Battlestar Galactica. Bears do not... What is going on? What are you doing? Ethan Gelfan, what is happening, E? I was looking for some my stapler to get my files in order, and it was in Jello. You son of a gun! So yes, that's right. It How was. Doing, I've been practicing my flonkerton personally. Yes, uh, walking around the house and in these reams of paper. So. So, okay, obviously we know how all of our devices listen to us and then, you know, give us ads and feed it. Anyway, for a while, my Facebook feed was getting lit up by like office videos for no reason. I was like, you know what? I'm here for it, though. It's cool. Sure. Uh, You know, you and I were probably must have been talking about it or something. And they showed a and so it shows like a lot of bloopers and like behind the scenes. They showed a deleted uh, cold open that never aired. And it was spectacular. It was um, obviously it was a, a prank on Dwight and it was a playoff of the Matrix. And so it was literally, I think, like a six to eight minute cold open of him kind of going through the Matrix. And there was a couple cats that went by and he got the phone call basically saying that, you know, he could come. They had agents coming in and my God, like it was so good. And so it ends. The final scene is, you know, Hank, the security guard. Yeah. So I think it's like, are you Morpheus? No, I'm Dorpheus, Morpheus's brother. And so like Dwight was all about it. And so he offers Dwight the red or the blue pills, you know, you know, take the red pill and, you know, have your mind woken up, get out of the matrix or take the blue pill and, and just go back to your normal life. And so without hesitation, Dwight takes the blue pill and uh, wait, what? And so you, you hear uh, Hank is on like his earpiece. He took the blue pill. Why did he take the blue pill? I hope that's safe to consume. And so you see Jim in like the control room, like, and then just runs out of there. It's <laughs> just so good. I hope that's safe to consume. I feel like I might have seen that myself now that you mentioned it. Because like I remember thinking like that would be so spectacular. Why did they not ever do that? I mean, they, they, maybe they were all spectacular, but right. that one in particular would be a lot of fun. And I mean, of course, just like little plays. So, you know, the scene in the Matrix where the one cat goes by and then they see the second cat's like, oh, deja vu. So, you know, he, they had cats run by his office. And so um, Pam was like, do you know how hard it was to train the cat? And then we had to get it through the vents so he couldn't see it. Then they run back <laughs> to again. And so Jim's like, why didn't you just use two cats? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's spectacular. Probably the so goat. Good. Like, the goat of shows. Um, I mean, do you think it would it would still apply today, right? I mean, it wasn't off the air like that long ago. What, like five, seven years? Is that long? I think it's been longer than that even. But yeah, it, I think it's still hilarious no matter what. I yeah. think it's still hilarious. I'm wanting to know when I can get my kids into it. Um, the, that's what she said stuff is probably a little racy, obviously. But Not if you don't bad. get it, then I don't know it that it would be that funny. It. Yeah. Then again, my kids would go around saying that's what she said all the time, and that would get them in trouble at some somewhere. <laughs> now, would you be laughing, or would you be getting them in trouble? <laughs> we always, we always, um, we always praise when they are funny. When they do funny things, we always give them praise because we feel like that's a skill that will get them far in life. Yes. Um, we will, we will let them know if 
if it's like inappropriate, of course, but if they use so, something in the right way, in the right timing, we're yeah. never like mad at them. It's funny you say timing because like my kids can sometimes be pretty funny. But however, and I'm going to steal this line from a comedian, they haven't honed their funny. And so yeah. like Addison, she'll accidentally stumble upon a joke and it'll be pretty funny. And I'll be I'll be legitimately laughing. And so will Kirsten. But then she'll keep trying to go with it. And it's like, yeah. oh, you just murdered it. Right there, yep. The timing, you just you got to know your audience do the Costanza. Like, all right, that's it for me. I'll that's it. Leave it on a high note. You got to yep. teach them to leave it on a high note. That's true. Kids are kids are prone to if you give them praise for that, obviously, they're going to keep saying it all the time as yep. well. So then they'll use it. And you're just like, OK, it's not as funny if you do it like every single day, you know, but it was, it was not even every single day. Like I'd be OK with like every other day or every single day, but not just continuing to do it in that moment for 10 more times. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny the first time, maybe the second time, if you give it maybe a little break, but then when it's like six times in a row, it gets bad. We were um, we're making Jamie was making my son's favorite dinner the other night and uh, he's upstairs. Can I guess what it is? I have a guess. Can I guess what it is? Oh, you can guess what it is. Is it pesto? It's pesto. She's making the pesto, (laughs) her famous pesto. (laughs) And he's upstairs and it's like, you can smell, you can already start to smell the basil. I mean, it fills the house immediately. He starts to smell it and he's just like, is the food ready yet? (laughs) And like, I guess we didn't really respond. He goes, mom, the meatloaf. (laughs) He actually said From mom the meatloaf. He said mom the meatloaf. And it was just yes. like he's not seen the movie, obviously, but he's probably seen that scene before. <laughs> he hasn't seen that movie. Come on. He's not seen that movie yet. Uh but perfect timing, perfect usage. Spectacular. Well played. Well played. Well played. Wow. I'll take yeah. that. And I her mean, daughter's trying than... to say you're killing me smalls all the time. And she yeah. does it like appropriately. Also really funny. Yes, that is true. I think we got our kids on your kid. <laughs> actually, you know which one they actually use pretty well is we have mentioned on this podcast is uh so ember our dog we made the the dumb mistake of giving him human food early on in life so now whenever we're sitting at the dinner table he's just looking at me or any of the kids and trying to get up trying to eat it so he'll literally just be staring at me like this or he'll be staring at the kids so many times i've told him stop staring at me you know stop looking at me swan and so now the kids use it now too and they use it appropriately like nice (laughs) respect But the, and then it's not better. shampoo is better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he loves that scene as well. He's seen that one before. He absolutely loves it. Yeah. Stop looking at me, Swan. They're funny. They're funny yeah. little creatures. Yes. They are little creatures, though. My gosh. They're gremlins as well. Yeah. Um, for sure. Mine are, at least. Yours are better behaved than mine, but and they're gremlins. They're all gremlins. The Behind the scenes. We'll see behind the scenes um so we got a lot of recaps today we've got some injury news to cover today unfortunately we're gonna get to the game recaps we've got some waivers for you guys if you're listening get your pencils out got some waivers for you we got a do it update do it do it do it do it it. we got some on campus on campus for campus and then we're gonna get to the yahoo league recap of our long-standing league as well got a lot to to pack in here we say we just jump in let's do it Injury news. I think the first thing we should talk about is probably the Tua injury. We should talk about that first, even though it's not on our list first. On our list that's... first, but that that is catching all the news right now. And God, I hope that man is okay for life in general. It's been a saga. Feel awful for him, his family. He should not be I playing mean, football right now. It was pretty bad. The fact that you know during that Bills game, I mean, he should not have gone back in. 
uh, obviously they're coming out later. The reports that they fired their consultant on neuro brain. I'll just say brain. Like neuroscience. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> brain matters. Independent uh, neurological consultant. Unaffiliated. Thank yes. Thank you. UNC. Big yes. Words that you use. Those are, those so, are employees by the players union. They're not even like, that's not right. a Miami employee. So they're supposed to be like completely independent, but right. I guess that person so, like cut made a lot of mistakes, which made a lot of mistakes. And anyway. so like, I, I do see like, if you look back at the footage of him stumbling in the, the bills game, other than him grabbing his head, which is an obvious, like, dude, I'm not right up here. It did look like his back just like totally spasmed. He like fell just like the way he was kind of walking, just went, you know, but then he was but grabbing even, his head like. But even so, even if your back is causing you to fall down, you think, true. That, oh, he, that's a great reason to go back into a game because you never get true in your back. Uh, I do. I do agree. But then that hit in the. Um, wait, who they just play? The Bengals, like, the Bengals game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just got like spun around and like just thrown straight on the ground. And, yeah. and like, he didn't brace his head at all. And just like, oh. And then just to see him. I mean, what are they, they called this the fencing like position or whatever. Or posturing. Yeah. up and all that. Yikes, that's scary. So, I mean, obviously he's out for week five. I mean, he should be out. Uh, again, hashtag not a doctor, but yeah, how do, you, how do you come back any more than four weeks? <laughs> any sooner than four weeks? I don't know. I don't know how this stuff uh, heals. I don't know what needs to happen in your brain for you to, to be like, <laughs> back to baseline. You know, they brain. have these neurological tests, but they're all like, you know, like memory or speed of processing or like finger touching and stuff. Like, is that the only way they know that your brain is fully healed? Like, I just feel like there's swelling and stuff. You got you I mean, to take it easy on that. The only experience I have in that is when I was working in collegiate basketball before the season started, they always had, you know, the baseline concussion test that obviously when you're fully healthy, you take this test and you see that creates your baseline. And so after you have a concussion or concussion like symptoms, you then have to pass this test to, again, to see that, that if you meet that baseline. That's the only yep. thing I know the experience I've seen. And we actually had a player who had to sit for multiple weeks because she couldn't get past that, that baseline test. So, I mean, obviously that's at, the, at its most basic form. And I just, I mean, just to see him on the field like that, yikes, you don't know when that, yeah. that cannot be a quick recovery. The brain, it, look, it, it didn't look good, man. It was scary. I, I hate, it just freaks me out seeing them with that fencing stuff. It really freaks me out. Yeah. Uh, don't go look it up. It's, it's terrifying. Dude. It's sidebar though does it seem like to you i feel like when basketball players get concussions they're out for like months and in nfl players it's like maybe they miss a week i, I don't know what yeah. the correlation is there like i have no idea if that's true or not but it just if i feel like i remember wake losing a basketball player for like most of the season because of a concussion and it's wild because it's literally like they have to sit in a dark room they have to you know you really concussions can be pretty long lasting and scary and, and, and really take a toll on you. So it's, it's pretty wild. It's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move along here. Um, I'm going to talk about Javante Williams for a minute. Cause I drafted Javante Williams. I was really high on Javante Williams. He's got a torn ACL. He's got some issues with, I think his LCL as well. Um, thank you for giving me the, the full spotlight here. I like to say a few words about uh, our dearly departed Javante Williams. Now his knee is toast, so he's done for the year. Um, I hate to see I just, this because I just I'm thought such you a fan really wanted you wanted this time. I was just going to give you the moment of uh, that you. I appreciate wanted. that. This was your guy. That. It was my guy. So he's gone, done for the year. And Melvin Gordon is the obvious like steps right in and takes over the yep. role. Um, he's been kind of like sort of on his way out though, you know, like kind of like sunsetting. 
Well, I was just going to say, how many times has he fumbled the ball already this year? It's like, uh, is he our guy right now? That's a problem. So they've got this guy, Mike Boone, who was filling in while Javante was out this game. Then they just went and signed Latavius Murray to the pra- from the practice squad of the Saints, who actually was playing for the Saints he this was, past week. And he just played, played last well. week. He just played, and he actually played pretty well. Like, so there's a chance he's going to steal. He's going to steal work too. So, ugh, it sucks. I'm hopeful that Melvin Gordon's just like the guy because on the team that I I was able to draft Javante, I got Melvin as well. But the the fumbles had me worried. Yeah. That's sure. bad. I mean, you can't be doing that. I mean, that's four fumbles, I think, already this year in four games. Ugh, that's not good. Yeah. So anyway. we'll get to the waivers on some potential pickups there. But anyway, um, by the way, with the two of stuff, Teddy Bridgewater stepped in and actually looked really competent. Looked totally, totally decent. He's got all the weapons Teddy, there. Teddy be worth totally, I mean, I think he's a Jacoby Brissett plus. Like, I think he's obviously he was a starter. He had that huge year in, in New Orleans when Breeze was out. Seven and oh, I think, is a starter. I mean, he was totally competent. He was even more than competent in Minnesota before he had that horrific knee injury. I mean, he's a good quarterback. So, I mean, yeah. it's obviously He's been decent off. everywhere he's been. Yeah, be I, I agree. Um, Jonathan Taylor had a scare. He had an ankle injury against the Titans, left the game. Sorry, but it sounds like it sounds like he avoided the high, the dreaded high ankle sprain. Now right. he's kind of day-to-day. He may miss a week, but it doesn't look like he's going to miss four to six, which is good. Um. Not a great backup situation there. They've got this kid, Deion Jackson, who's like a – he's from Duke, so he sucks. Um, he's like <laughs> he's from Duke. Uh, he's a guy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I was surprised by this. Cordero Patterson was placed on IR. Like I I didn't know that he got injured during the game. I guess he had a right. knee injury before the game, and he still played. He carried the ball 10 times, 9, 10 times. And Ran he's been well. tearing it up. That sucks yeah. for them, especially fancy ones. I mean – not sure whether or not he was going to step right in from what he did last season, and, and he certainly did, and, and then some. So that's tough. Uh, and but yeah, it was just weird that he did have these nine, ten carries, especially after this other injury. But whatever, yeah, four he's weeks. out for at least four weeks now on yeah. IR officially. Yeah, so you're just not going to see him. Uh, Traylon Burks got carted off for the Titans game as well. Uh, it sounds like it's a turf toe issue, which can linger all season. Um, but can also be just like a one week absence and then you're back and it's pain management and it's right. doesn't sound fun, but um, I know you probably weren't like starting him right now, but a lot of people were stashing him and thinking as he gets more comfortable in the NFL, he's a, he's a sleeper for like late season. Right. I don't know. This, this bothers me a lot. Yeah. It's, and this is a terrible comparison, but it's kind of like the Nikhil Harry on the Patriots. Who's like, once again, it's a first round wide receiver. One of the top three drafted, he had injury issues to start his career and, you know, never was able to get on track. So you really hope it's not, you know, rookie wide receivers, unless you're a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, where you make that instant impact, where you get still trying to learn the offense and, and really get the rhythm. It's tough. If you miss any time, that just sets you so far back. You just, it's hard. It's hard to come back. Yeah. The, the speed of the game is so different. I think that's, it's a big thing. Like you can learn the playbook and all that. That's good. You can do that right. while you're not playing, but getting in, in, uh, in sync with the quarterback stuff. Uh, the Bills, the wide receiver room in the Bills is getting shaken up a little bit. So Jameson Crowder left. He broke his ankle. He's done for the season. Um, Isaiah McKenzie got a concussion, and so he could miss this next week. And then this Khalil Shakir, who's a rookie, uh, came in. They've been trying to, to move him around the entire formation, but he's honestly an interesting interesting player because if he mm-hmm. fills in for that slot role that Crowder and McKenzie were both in, he could start immediately if Crowder if uh, McKenzie misses. Um, he's getting reps anyway. They like him. 
I don't know. He's a name to keep on your radar for sure. And I, I think maybe even worth a stash. Stash, um, yeah. Depending on what happens with McKenzie. I like McKenzie. I think he's I think he could do really well, especially if he doesn't have competition in the slot. But if he has to miss a week, then you open the door for some rookie to come in here and take a job. Right so in. watch out. That's what happens. Uh speaking of rookies taking your job, Kenny Pickett <laughs> came in and took Mitch Trubisky's job. Probably not giving that one back. Um I thought Pickett looked good. I mean, he had three picks, which sounds terrible. One of them was a Hail Mary, doesn't really count at the end of the game. And he got the ball 60 yards in the air. I mean, he threw it really <laughs> well. Um, the other one bounced off a guy's hands, I think off of Deontay's hands. He had a bad drop and it got picked. So, like, one of them's on him, but he only had three incompletions. They all went for picks. <laughs> the other team. Had, otherwise, 10 for 10. I was going to uh, say, he ran, completions. <laughs> he ran in two touchdowns as well. They were short yardage kind of things. But um, I'm kind of excited to see what he can do. I really am. I think he's, I think he's legit. I don't know. I think I'm so sour on him. I don't like Kenny Pickett just because of his fake slide. So I know. Oh, I don't like him. him. I think he's. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't you just said you're excited by him. I'm still very salty about the slide yes. and uh, have all the text message backup to show how pissed <laughs> I was at that moment. <laughs> at that moment, yes. Um, well, the but, one. Yeah, I think he could be the, good. The one interesting thing, and we'll, we'll talk about this in waivers, is who he targeted because you know you have a Deontay Johnson who we always talk about is Mr. Consistent. Eight to ten targets, six to seven catches every game. Uh, he only got targeted six times, only caught one or two passes. Uh, so we'll talk about it in waivers, but spoiler alert, it was not Deontay who got uh, targeted. So we'll talk about that later. Yep, that's right. When this happens, and we'll talk about this later too, but when a new quarterback comes in, they've got their guys. They tend to have yep. their guys. And a lot of times it's like backup quarterback has got like third and fourth receivers because they have more chemistry together from the practice team and stuff. Um, but sometimes it's different. Sometimes a different story. Yeah. Um, other quarterback situation. Obviously, Mac Jones is going to be out for a few weeks. Brian Hoyer gets knocked out of this game. Bailey Zappi comes in. Bailey Zapp. <laughs> Let's go, Bailey Zapp. Come on. Gotta get my jersey. That's a sweet jersey. I, <laughs> I was stoked to see him in there. He was slinging it. Yeah. Uh, he did throw a touchdown, which is pretty sweet. Got Devontae Parker involved. Got that touchdown. So I mean, hey, you know, uh, you know, I, th- I, th- I think I saw some headline in, in the Boston papers that like this is a, a rebuilding team right now, which is unfortunate. You don't want to see it, but we really are. Uh, we did not really get any better in the offseason. And so this is a rebuilding team. And, you know, heck, challenge Mac. See what you can do, Bailey. Just go out there and fling it. I mean, I was honestly surprised. And we'll talk about this again in the Packers game, but he looked good. We shouldn't have been in that game, but we were. And hey, he's playing with borrowed money. So it's he's playing with house money. Just go. Yeah, I told you that earlier. I said, why are you, why are you even putting Brian Hoyer in there? Yeah. You know what you got with Brian Hoyer, and it's fine. But fine. what do you have with Bailey Zapp? We don't know. This is a kid who threw for like 6,000 yards last year. I mean, like something insane. I know we're doing the 60 office. 60 touchdowns, like whatever. I know we're doing the office, but when you said like, that's fine. Made me think of Roy Kent when talking about uh, Rebecca. He's like, he's fine, but you don't want fine. You know, anyway, it's actually a yeah. very sweet moment, but we won't. It was a really sweet <laughs> moment for Roy. All these layers with Roy Kent. <laughs> He's an onion, man. He's such an onion. Boy. Uh, all right. So uh, I, I just to throw my own injury issues real quick in here. Amon Ra, Zay Jones, and Alvin Kamara, like last minute inactives, which I was not expecting. Okay. Amon Ra. Amon Ra, maybe a little. Amon Ra, we talked about this last time. Like he, he cropped up with an injury. We knew he had the ankle, but like he was practicing. We're kind of like, okay, it seems like he's going to play through. He played through it last week. So that annoyed me. So that picked up Zay Jones to start him. And all of a sudden, he just didn't play. I was like, oh, cool. So I had to drop him. And then Kamara didn't play either, which I expected him back this week. And I was like, my team was in shambles this week. We'll get to that later, but not good. 
Michael Thomas didn't play. James Winston didn't play. We saw the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton out there in London. They love him in London. He was good. They love the redheads in London. There's an Irishman, yeah. yeah. Speaking of a redhead, though, Cooper Rush for those Cowboys. Watch out for that uh, QB controversy. Dak talking about he might be coming back in a week or two. May I not have a job to come back to, I'm saying. He wants he wants to come back this week against the Rams. And uh, Jerry Jones has since backed him as their quarterback <laughs> after he said we should have a competition. Whoever wins games should be quarterback. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Brian Robinson is scheduled, or I guess he's available to come back this week. He was on a four-week IR thing. I'm excited about this because I have him on my IR, and I, yes. I would love to see what he could do. The commanders are garbage, and I don't they know. Bad. Maybe, they're, maybe they want to try him out because they're garbage, and they're like, why not see what we got here? Uh, Antonio Gibson is not lighting the world on fire, so no. could be a nice shot in the arm. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Godwin came back, and he played in the night game for the Bucks, and I think he looked pretty good. I mean, he was a little rusty, good, but he looked, he looked pretty but good. But then he got hurt again. Did you watch it? <laughs> He got hurt in, I mean, it was like a shoulder or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was like shoulder, neck, back thing. I was like, oh, God. It's just like one of these things. Why? Uh, but yeah, right. He looked fine. You know, he got six, six or seven catches, you know, 70 ish yards. So it's solid. Um, but yeah, just. I think because his legs man. did not get injured, I think you're fine throwing him back out there next week, ready to start. I benched him this week, should have started him, but I think I'm, I'm good to start him next week. Moving forward, and hopefully he's clear of these injury issues and he's good to go. We'll see. Sure. Um, I read that Sam Darnold is not close to returning to play. Didn't know he was injured. <laughs> Didn't know he had an injury. He was on um, the IR, yes. But apparently some people were like kind of bummed to hear that because Baker, Baker is playing so poorly. There are kind of some whispers of maybe Darnold should get back in there. Maybe we want Woof. this guy back, but Woof. anyway. Uh, and did you see that Dukey Metcalf got uh, carted off the field for an emergency poop? DK Metcalf on the cart being taken from the field moments ago. Seven catches in the game, 149 yards. Oh, Would you love that? <laughs> Can you imagine if that was in like real life too? People was like, oh, emergency poop. <laughs> Come get me. Come get me. I got to go. I need the cart. I need the I need cart. The cart. <laughs> Please. Just We've like one of those motorized in like the grocery store. Got to take that emergency poop. Got to go, guys. I'm out. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. We've all been there. But he, I think he you said really have. the yeah. clinch walk wouldn't have cut it. <laughs> it's like I could not have clinch walked all the way there. And it's like. <laughs> you got to stay seated, though. It's not going to come when you're sitting down. It's blocked. But, yeah, understand. Understand. So right. that is the majority of the injuries around the league. It's a lot of stuff to get through there. <laughs> that is the majority of injuries. That's a lot of injuries. It's a lot, man. Yeah, let's let's go through um, some recaps of the games, shall we? Yeah, let's 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 breeze through these bad boys. So start on Thursday night. Obviously, we had the Dolphins and Bengals. Uh, Tua, we already talked about, but Bengals kind of again showing the team that we thought they were going to be. T. Higgins blew up, so that was great for him. Nine had nine targets, obviously with these seven catches for 120 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's looking great. Uh, he's looking really good. Good for you. Good on you on the do it bet board. Uh, Jamar Chase, I think, is being this was kind of what I was just a little nervous about coming into the season because last year he was the big surprise and he was the big play guy. So he was like the three catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown or so. And so now it's just like he, if he doesn't have those big plays, he's kind of getting shut out a little bit. So he had six targets, but once again, it's four catches, 81 yards, kind of going back into that big play. That's what guy. he did last year, all year. Right. So you want to see a little more consistency on him. You want to see just more of like maybe the six of the seven catches, but you know, it just could be the attention he's getting, but 
you know, he's, he's fine. But for where people are drafting me in the first round, you want to see a little bit more. But I took him in the first round, too, in one of my leagues. Um, I think they I think he's Tyree Kill, man. I think they just got to use him like that. Yeah, he's electric with the ball in his hand. He can catch everything. So I just don't know why they don't target him more on shorter routes. You know, everything he gets is like 20 yards. You're kind of like, mm-hmm. that's great. Great that you can break it open. And and they have T. Higgins for shorter stuff, too. But, yeah. man, I would have those both of those guys just crossing all day and just whoever's, sure. you know, whoever's got it. And then speaking of Tyreek, obviously they targeted him every time. So he had 10 for 160, so a great game for him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Teddy in there. Uh, again, as we've talked about, when these backup QBs come in, I don't see why you don't just force feed your guy. So I think he's – I mean, granted, you still have two guys in Jalen Waddle, but I think they're – I think that really the, the focus is going to be on Tyreek. So it'll be interesting to see for, with Teddy in there. Yeah. I think the most interesting thing from this game was that Raheem Mostert, it seems to be the number one guy in the backfield. Yeah. And we thought it was going to be Chase Edmonds coming into the season. All the buzz was about Chase Edmonds. And the first game, it was Chase Edmonds. And the last two games or three games, it's been Raheem Mostert. So uh, he's on I'm a, excited about that as a fan of his. Two game streak with a touchdown, Chase is. Granted, that's literally all his fantasy points, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, so he he had the dominant uh, dominated the backfield and carries. Um, but anyway, yeah, Bengals took care of business. They've turned things around. I think they're, I think they're gonna be fine going forward. Yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, my next game is Titans Colts game because they know I'm a Titans fan. So we'll hit that one real quick. Titans took care of business in Indianapolis. Big win. Needed that one. Derrick Henry is the man. We know that. Um, Robert Woods caught a touchdown here too. So we're excited to see that. That's I think his second week in a row now. So he's kind of getting some chemistry with Tannehill. Burks went out with the injury. The backups there are, are like Kyle Phillips, Nick Westbrook, Akina, three tight ends you never heard of. It's it's kind of pretty desperate after that. So you want Derrick Henry, you can flex Robert Woods. Tannehill's a matchup dependent quarterback. Ooh, yeah, that's heavy. Yeah, I, w- I was happy to see Derrick Henry just because I have him in uh, my neighborhood league, so really need him to do well. Uh, so it's good to see him kind of get back to form and just kind of, I guess, a little more spreading out. Uh, and the Colts, man, just such a Jekyll and Hyde team. Who are you going to get? You never know. So that that division, totally up for grabs. <laughs> it it is wide open. Um, I do think it's it's Jacksonville's to lose, but um, the Titans seem to be rounding into form a little bit, so I, yeah. maybe we still got a chance. We'll see. It's encouraging for you, my man. Titans. It is encouraging. How about the Vikings and Saints, the London game? This Jolly was old London. Jolly Foggy old. London town. Yes. Uh you know, Dalvin was fine. It wasn't the same uh, bionic arm game that he had from last year with, with his shoulder brace that you wanted to see. But, you know, yep. he's fine. At least he's out there. He was healthy and, and didn't get banged up, which is, again, good to see. I wish you would see him more in the passing game. That's kind of what's been missing this season because uh, he's great catching on the backfield. That's kind of his, one of his big things, that dual threat. But when you got Justin Jefferson doing Justin Jefferson things, I guess that's all right. And, I mean, yeah. he's, he's taking a touchdown from you, rushing it in. Uh yeah, well then, uh, Madison vultured a, a receiving touchdown as well. That's he caught true. a little, he caught come a little wheel route coming out of the backfield. And I was like, they look the same too on the field. So you're like, oh, there's Dalvin. Oh, nope, that's not Dalvin. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of frustrating, but yeah, I agree. Uh, the Saints. And we, I, I don't. They, they can't even talk about the Saints. You this, know, this was just a mash unit again. All those injuries out there again. Latavius Murray isn't even on the team anymore. He had a touchdown or 57 yards. <laughs> Uh, yep. But Chris Olave, we talked about it, you know, this would be his time to shine. And for the most part, he did. Had the most targets, four catches, six, seven yards and a touchdown. So he's a legit scoring threat. Yeah, I think the the concern with him, like I, I pumped him into our, our um, run your pool fantasy lineup. Yep. And I was excited about that. And so I found out that Jameis wasn't going to play because Dalton doesn't take as many shots down the field. 
And so sure. Alave's game is a deep, deep threat game. And, you know, we know Jameis is a YOLO bomber, so he'll throw it to anybody deep down the field. Um, yep. But Alave did make a really nice, like, 40, it was like a 40-yard catch at, toward the end of the game um, to try and get them into field goal position. Th- this one was wild. Did you see how this ended? This was a double doinker. No. This, this was, oh, I this did was see absolutely that. Wild. Yeah. Hits the side and then hits, hits the, the side of the goal post, bottom, the and out. The so Will Lutz had already so kicked the, like Will Lutz had already kicked like a sixty-yard field goal, and the Vikings came right back down and kicked a field goal with like no time. But then Olave makes this like forty-yard catch in the middle of the field, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, they're going to get back into field goal position," and they did, and he kicked it, and it was like. I mean, you're inches, you're inches away from that I'm going in. Watching the replays, I don't understand the physics of how it didn't go in, like how it hit the side crossbar and then the bottom bar. It should have just fell this way, but somehow it jointed back out. So it wow. is an oblong ball. So the, the bouncing <laughs> is is difficult to predict. And then it the goalposts are rounded too. And so, like, if you hit the wrong side of the cone of the goalpost, you know, it's it was wild, pretty wild. I would have loved to have seen that go to overtime because I needed more from Dalvin in my matchup. Uh, but anyway, sure. how about the Browns and Falcons? I told man, I told you I felt I had I was like, ah, the Falcons have been hanging tough in these games. I'm going to go with the Browns. I think it's a better team, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Falcons win this. Yeah. There you go. You know, Falcon, this, this is why I loved them all last year, man. They're just scrappy. They're just, they'll figure out ways to win ugly. Uh, Cause Mariota looked gross. Um, but I mean, the rushing game, they had 202 rushing yards, and that was even with Cordarrelle being limited. But so, and this is what's so frustrating about the Browns because all of a sudden you're kind of on this Brown hype train, like they're actually okay. You know, I played Amari Cooper, one catch. So it just shows the inconsistency. It's tough for both of these teams. And, uh, but once again, the one fantasy thing you can take away is Nick Chubb is once again 120 yards, touchdown. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> I, I did just, not expect. I, I didn't think he was going to be as solid this year, but he's just showing I'm going to do my thing, and he will continue to do it. We talked about it at the beginning of the year when we did our rankings and everything. We're like, ah, I just have trouble getting on board with a guy who doesn't catch any passes. I'm like, granted, he does get 20 for 100 in touchdown every game, and I mean, it's like yeah. no joke. Every single game, every game, it's wild. The same, it's just wild. I mean, I raise I your hand. Like you thought, it's not that different from Derrick Henry, honestly. Yeah. Well, raise your hand if you thought come at this point in the season, running racks RB one and two would be Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley. Who had that? And then uh, Jamal Williams, probably three. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have that either. Um, okay. So how about the commanders and the Cowboys game here? This one went as I expected it would. You picked the commanders to, to win this game. <laughs> yeah, I think I was. Uh... Yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> You're hoping for a, you a good Wentz game. You did I was, yeah, it. I was hoping for wild Wentz and uh, wild, wild Wentz, but it was not that. And yeah, I mean, Cooper Rush, man. man, that's what I'm saying. QB controversy, watch out. And once again, who'd he go to? CeeDee Lamb. This is what I'm saying. Uh, yep. Finally getting smart. And it'll be interesting to see what happens when Dak comes back. It's like, oh, maybe this was a good idea to just continue to give it to this guy. Um, it's weird because like, I don't think anyone would tell you that he's a better quarterback than Dak. But yeah. Truthfully, if it's working for whatever reason, it's tough to go against it. Now, they've had some lighter matchups during this yeah. little three-week stretch. So 
beating the Giants and beating the Commanders is not that impressive to me. But <laughs> um, if he can do it against a real opponent like the Rams this week, who didn't look good in Monday Night Football, but if he can do it against the Rams, that would be kind of a different story. It's a bit much better yeah. defense, certainly. And Commanders I thought uh, Michael Gallup got in the end zone. This was good. He was his first yeah. action back. Kind of limited, didn't do a whole lot, but it was good to see him back. Uh, Jalen Tolbert was um, a healthy scratch. So I just think they felt confident then, in Gallup. And on the opposite side of the ball, like the commanders, there's just no viable, consistent fantasy option. There just really isn't because obviously Antonio Gibson's not doing anything. Well, we'll see what happens with Brian Robinson. Wentz is obviously way too up and down. You can't even trust Terry McLaurin or anything like that just because of that. And then, you know, Jahan Dotson once again got in the end zone, but he got he's a little limited with his injury. Uh, but again, the consistency isn't there. So they're just, I, I just do not feel confident putting any commander in a fantasy lineup, to be honest. Yeah, Curtis Samuel was the only guy I was ever starting, and I have been starting him. <clears throat> he didn't get quite as much action as he usually does. He didn't run the ball at all this game, which is the first time this year. So that was right. a little disappointing, but he was still targeted pretty heavily. I think he's still probably at least a flex consideration okay. uh, in a deeper league in particular like ours. Well, let's talk about this more exciting game. Talk about the Lions and the Seahawks. My goodness. Yo, this was wild. This was straight <laughs> wild, man. I okay. mean, it looked like it looked like the Lions who were missing Amon Ra and DeAndre Swift. You're like, I don't know who they're gonna throw it to. I did I I feel so dumb I should have gone with this. I was like, this has got to be a Hawkinson game because he's the only target. But then I thought, well, then he's the only one they have to take away. So they'll just like I remember last year I had him on my team, and when he was the only healthy guy, people just like right. bracket coverage him and he couldn't do anything. Couldn't do it. This is a different yeah. line of offense, man. This is a different apparently, line. Apparently, apparently, the dude went ballistic. Yeah, forty something so, points, eight for one seventy nine and two touchdowns. Good grief! I'm just happy I started Jared Goff. Uh, my gosh, three seventy eight, four touchdowns. Super happy about that. And then, as we talked about in in the absence of DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams came right in, hundred eight yep. yards, two touchdowns. That's exactly what we thought he could do, and he did. Um, I don't know what to expect think of this game just because of the ridiculous score 48 45 i mean who thought the seahawks could put up that many points with this team so yeah it, it was basically just no defense uh a fun offensive game unless you're but once again this is just so frustrating about the lions and you think they're making that next step you think they're like okay they're legitimate you know they have a great offense if they can just put some things together tie up a few loose ends no they can't it's just the defense is so terrible and it's starting to look at play calling and stuff like that. So it's incredibly frustrating. Obviously, you'd love to see what they're doing on offense, but it's just incredibly frustrating as a team of what they're doing. I don't get it either, man. I mean, they've got a good corner in Akuda. They've got Aiden Hutchinson now is a stud, but he's had kind of mixed up and down so far rookie year. Rodrigo, the, the darling from Hard Knocks, uh, 11 tackles, one for loss, hit a quarterback. I mean, they've got some weapons. They've got some pieces on that defense. They just can't stop anything overall like i don't know if they just they got to continue to build depth at the defense um that's the problem clearly but Rashad penny went off in this game (laughs) if if you learn anything it started running back against the lions yeah Um, okay Rashad penny thought it was week 15 so that's when he usually goes off yeah (laughs) i've never seen him this early in the season what's he doing (laughs) uh so yeah that game was wild uh on a not wild offensive game we had the bears and the the uh, giants here saquon went off right i mean he was Saquon's he back, man. I think he looks the part, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, although Daniel Jones stole all his touchdowns. That's some crap. Uh, but it'll be interesting because Daniel Jones is now hurt. You know, his ankle's Daniel out. Daniel Jones hurt. So. Tarod got concussed uh, in a bad <laughs> hit. I mean, like, I don't even know who the third quarterback is. 
I couldn't tell you. But yeah, because then Daniel Jones came back in after Tarod went out because I don't think they had another one active. You know, that's good. So basically, like, Saquon is literally the offense, and he's the only viable fantasy option just because you're not taking any of their wide receivers. Uh, and no. on the opposite side, Chicago, I mean, Fields once again had a not great game. Khalil Herbert's clearly the guy, but Montgomery might be coming back. We'll see what how their backfield's going to be. And then just, you know, probably the only potential viable option is Darnell Mooney, but even that's such a, a streakiness because of Justin Fields. So it's kind of like the commanders. You can't really trust anybody on that team. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to say about Justin Fields other than I guess I was just wrong. I don't know. I, I, I keep wanting to say I still believe in his talent, but I believe he's showing absolutely nothing. Nothing. So I don't know. Um, Jaguars Eagles. This was the game we hoped it would be really. I mean, I think the Jags really hung in there. They got out yeah. to an early lead. They were up 14 nothing in the first quarter. Um, Eagles came storming back with 20 points in the second. And uh, the Eagles defense is for real. Eagles defense. The Jaguars good. defense is not bad either, actually. Josh Allen, watch out for him. Watch yeah, out. Um, yeah, so I mean, this was a tight game. The Eagles did end up winning. Still the only undefeated team in the league. Jalen Hurts yeah. going to get his uh, always. Miles Sanders continues to look really good. This is kind of shocking. Uh, the Jaguars, no one had a good statistic day uh, yeah. for them. So nothing to take away here fantasy-wise. But uh, they hung in there. And this is going to be the toughest, I think, the toughest match for Trevor Lawrence this season. Um, I think he's going to have a, a bright future this year. I mean, this not even yeah. like in years to come. I think this year is going to be a good year for him. Yep. Yep, yep. How about the, uh, how about the Jets Steelers? Zach Wilson returning to action, taking on Kenny Pickett in the second half. What did what, what were your takeaways this game? We talked about some with uh, with the Steelers earlier, right? right? I mean, you know, once again, so Zach he came in, he did okay. You know, had two interceptions, only fifty percent completion percentage, but he was showing he could do stuff and he could kind of get something done. And he could move it up and down the field. It's tough. I think this was finally where you saw Brees Hall. I mean. Michael Carter, nine carries for 15, and, and Brees Hall had 17 for 66 in that score. So maybe this is the Brees Hall coming out party, and it just could be kind of a change of the guard, having Zach Wilson in there, kind of reshaping the offense. I don't know. Uh, Corey Davis finally reappeared. And the one thing that's concerning for me is Elijah Moore. I really expected more of him. Um, and it, we just haven't, I actually didn't mean to, but I'll take it. But it's still lame. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on him? Um, I actually picked up Corey Davis and played him in our, in our Yahoo league. And the, the main reason was, I remember that Zach Wilson had a thing for Corey Davis last year. That was his go-to target and he made him relevant. And, um, while he did do some good things with Elijah Moore, a lot of that came from Mike White and Joe Flacco. So I think, I think this is one of those situations we talked about earlier where backup quarterback or rookie quarterback or the guy who was supposed to start, but wasn't starting or whatever, comes in and he's got his guy. I think his guy's Corey Davis. Okay. Weirdly enough. So you saw Garrett Wilson do not much anything. And I'm worried about that with Garrett Wilson the rest of the season because Flacco really made him a thing and he should be a thing. He's probably the best talent wise receiver they have. Yeah. I think Elijah Moore is a stud too. But if so I guess that was, Mike guy, guy. that was Mike White's guy. So that's what I was saying. I mean Mike White and Flacco last year. And so he'll have some good games with Zach Wilson, but <clears> I really think Corey Davis is legit with Zach Wilson. So that's okay. that's that's why I picked him up at least. I think Wilson came out pretty rusty, but then he did engineer that game-winning drive and looked yep. looked the part at the end of the game. I think he's going to be all right this year. I really do. Okay. Uh, he'll have his picks, but I think he'll he'll do more of that second half stuff. 
I think you're going to see him take a little bit of a step forward here. And then Kenny Pickett, we are talking about him. I think he's going to be, they got to start him going forward. Yeah, true. I'm more worried about Najee. I mean, I, I hope, I hope that Kenny Pickett can help open it up for him. Hopefully. Yikes. How about the Bills Ravens game? This was a lower scoring game than I thought. We think we thought it was going to be a shootout. Yeah. The Bills have a good defense. The Ravens have led a lot of points through this year, but uh, this came down to the wire, obviously. But once again, it's, I mean, we just, you, Briefly, just talked about the defense. It just showing the Ravens cannot finish games. I mean, they had the huge lead against the Dolphins. They had the huge, a big lead against the Bills. They were up by thirteen at least, and they can't finish it. So, what is happening there? And uh, it's kind of crazy. The Ravens have played the entire AFC East to start the season. All four of their games have been the AFC East. They played the oh, Dolphins, really? the Patriots, and the Jets. Oh wow! So they're just knocking the all those out immediately. Yep, they go two and two. Surprisingly. Uh, you would think it'd be a three and one, but anyway, they yeah. should be shoot. They should be four. No, they should have won both this and the Dolphins game, but yeah, I don't know. That's a little concerning. Lamar Jackson came back down to earth, but I mean, he's still going to get his, he's still a beast. JK Dobbins kind of busted out a little bit. Kind of yep. showing he's still relevant. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I just thought we both thought that there'd be more scoring in this game, but it's still a good one. And it's probably two of the top teams in the AFC. Yeah, the Ravens went for a fourth down at the goal line that they could have kicked a field goal to take a lead, and they ended up losing by a field goal. So, I don't know. He threw uh, Lamar threw a pick on that play. It was ugly, but I don't know. They they probably probably some coaching issues there. But the Bills were missing a few defenders too, which is why I think Dobbins had a better day. Um, Bateman got injured in this one, but I think he's going to be okay. Not not a ton to take away. Other way, we talked about the injuries. Otherwise, exactly. Chargers Texans. Austin Eckler came back. Finally. <laughs> well, we've been missing you. <laughs> good to see you. Uh, good to see you again, Austin. Uh, third touchdown of the game. You had three of those. Yeah. That's nice to see. Damian Pierce for the Texans. Blowing up, man. Look hey, at you go. I just like uh, to he say is... he was the only one to get carries. Like, thank you. Just, just yeah. make him the only back. That's fine. When you're averaging nine yards to carry, I think you should be the only one getting carries. <laughs> yep. Mike Williams had a nice game here. Um, it's good to see the Chargers get a good win here. And the Texans, we talked about this. Like, this is a home game for the Texans. The Texans are not a, a pushover this year. They're not. They're scrappy. They're going to be in this tight. game. This is, this is a quality win for the Chargers. Real quick, back on the Chargers. I think I was one year off with Gerald Everett. Last year, I was high on him because he was going to get his own show. And he was solid. He was fine. He was hurt a little bit, but he did all right. Now he's showing this is the Gerald Everett with his own show. So And a good quarterback and stuff like that. So this is the one I was talking about. Well, this is the one I did talk about, so I'm actually going to take credit for actually talking because about Because you were riding my coattails from last year, like, oh, yes. That's exactly terrible. it. Yeah. I was yes. thinking, who did Ethan get on last year? I'd like to get on them this year. Yep. Just saying. Matt Ryan, obviously, I'm back on him, you know. Right. We were for 350 and two touchdowns. Just saying. Just saying. All right, Cardinals Panthers. Hollywood Brown is we just the skip story this here, game. I think. Can <laughs> <laughs> we skip it? Would love to. Um, yeah, Hollywood Brown was good. Chris McCaffrey had a great game. It was good to see as well. Not running the ball a ton, but he finally got involved in the passing game. Thank goodness. Nine for 81 and a touchdown. That's the McCaffrey that you all drafted, that we right. all drafted, because I took him as well. <laughs> um, but eight for, eight for 27 on the ground, not that impressive. Uh, DJ Moore finally got 11 targets, six for 50. That was better to see. Um, He's still injured. Oh, wait, he's not injured. <laughs> he's not injured. Maybe he's not injured anymore. Maybe Baker's not injured anymore. I don't know. This is, There was not not a lot to talk about here otherwise, really. No. I don't Moving think. on. Moving, Moving on. on. Patriots-Packers. Moving on again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
it's so disappointing for the Packers. I mean, I know they're three and one, but it has been so ugly. And I don't think they can relax because there's there's problems. They should not be losing to the Patriots and going down to the wire in overtime against this Patriots team. Um, yeah. yeah, moving on. <laughs> moving I agree. On. Uh, Romeo Dobbs caught another touchdown. He did have a bad drop as well, uh, which yes. I was worried about. Or he had a fumble. I was worried about that. I was like, oh, shoot. He fumbled like his first catch for like one yard fumble. And I was like, oh, great. He's never going to touch the ball again. Alan Lazard <laughs> at six for one sixteen. Um, so I think I think Rogers is comfortable with Lazard and Dobbs. Uh, Christian Watson got in the end zone as well. He ran it in on like a jet sweep. So the rookies are showing up a little bit, which is good. Um, this team's still got a gel, but they're three and one. I mean, shoot, you could have bigger problems than being three and one and still need to gel. You could. Speaking um, of bigger problems, the Broncos, who are two and two, and still need to gel, and have now say, lost one of the running backs. Speaking of bigger problems, the Broncos have big problems. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And is this more of this is the Raiders team we were hoping to see throughout the year, or is it more of that the Broncos are just not who we thought they were? Uh, I don't know. I would say both. I mean, I would say both. This was the Raiders team you hoped to see, that you expected to see. Devontae Adams went nine for 101 against a tough secondary, very tough yeah. secondary. Um, Josh Jacobs ran all over them. This was yeah. stunning to me. And not because I don't think he's a good runner. He's a good, pure runner. He just, I don't know, he's never... He doesn't ever have those like blow up games. It doesn't seem like how oh, they did this week. <laughs> 28 for and two touchdowns. Golly. I am I'm getting smoked in this uh do it bet. Five for 31. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Well, we'll talk about that later. We'll about that later. But yeah, that's a big game for Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, Russ looked pretty good. I mean, I think this this was the week where you're like, hey, he's got to bounce back this week or else he is toast. And he did. I mean, he looked really solid. He had three you touchdowns. Can't really solid. In. You can't you can't have pretty good. You can't then just still be losing by nine. I know Javante Williams went down. That's a big blow. But at the same point, this this still is not acceptable. Like for what you went out and basically saying, this is our Peyton Manning move. This is still a guy who can get it done. We're going all in the Super Bowl. You can't be doing this. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, he played solid. Oh, I totally agree. But I totally agree. Uh, Fantasy, he had a great game. And I'm excited about that because I have him on my fantasy team. I'm very <laughs> nervous about what's going on with this team in general. You got too many weapons to be two and two, too many weapons to give up 32 points to Raiders, too many weapons to only put up 23 against the Raiders. I yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Still on my radar, but startable in the right matchup at least, which is a good right start. Matchup. At least but a good start. But it shouldn't be that contingency in the right matchup. It should just be no, no, it shouldn't. Favorite. But it's better than can't start him. Like, I, I almost dropped him. I almost dropped him. And I said, I'm going to give him this week against the Raiders because you you have to be able to put him up against the Raiders. And he got me 30 points in our league, which, thank goodness. Yeah. But um, I was I was about to drop him. All right. All right, let's go to more of an offensive game. We had the Chiefs and the Bucks, And the Chiefs were just kind of in control of this game from the get-go. Uh, Bucks were kind of hanging in. Brady finally kind of in the second half decided to show up a little bit, which is good. I have him in a uh, in my neighborhood league, so that was that was fun to see. Yeah. Uh, but man, Leonard Fournette still just not doing anything. I know he had the reception for the touchdown, but three carries for negative three yards. I mean, granted they only ran the ball six times, but yeah, they got into a hole early and they couldn't they run the ball. Um, I don't know. He he had a, he had seven for fifty seven in a touchdown in the receiving game. I love that. Mm-hmm. Three carries for negative three, not going to work. Uh, season long but then Rashad White only had three carries too they had six total rushes but he didn't get that touchdown <laughs> true but the six total rushes I mean that's just not that's not their that's normal not game script I was just stunned thing. by how 
Kansas City got up on them early mm-hmm. in a night game at home for Tampa. Yeah. I mean, this this got out of hand pretty quick, and you're kind of like, dang, I thought the Bucks defense I, I expected this to be like an under type of game, potentially. I thought the Bucks would put up a lot of points. I thought Kansas City would struggle to, to score. I thought the Bucks would be hyped. Nah, man, they, that defense, that defense lost this game big time. Yeah, big time. Because the, the Bucks put up 31. They put up enough for this defense normally to keep the other team in check. Patrick Mahomes was doing typical Patrick Mahomes stuff. And I think he kind of put all those questions to bed about their offense and whether or not they could carry the load without Tyreek. He's like, nope, we're done with that. I mean, CEH is looking good and his Panchero is looking good. I mean, they're fine. They're good. They're better than fine. They're solid. Panchero. Isaiah Pacheco's brother, Panchero. I like Panchero. I like Panchero. <laughs> like He's like a matador. All right. And then uh, with the Rams and 49ers, Monday Night Football, I told you, man, these, these Rams, there's problems there, man. I don't know what's going on, but. They do not look good as a team. They they look like Cooper Cup and a bunch of nobodies. Right. I mean, Tyler Higby's putting up numbers. Statistically, he's their number two receiver. Well, once again, actually, this this week we didn't have as many crazy passing attempts as we did last week. But you know, Stafford had to throw it forty eight times, and yeah, when Cup's getting nineteen targets, Higby's getting fourteen. I mean, then yeah. drops down to the next highest one was Allen Robinson. Granted, not until the fourth quarter had six targets, not catches, targets. Huh. Anyway, Alan Robinson yeah. was killing you. We'll talk about this in the Yahoo update, but that was funny. Yeah. So I think there's something wrong with LA. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if they they need a more reliable running game to open up the passing game. I, I don't know, but it they don't look good. They don't look good. And the 49ers are just getting it done. You know, fantasy wise can be a little frustrating just because they're not really lining it up, but Jeff Wilson's looking good. And yep. I mean Debo. I mean, those are basically <laughs> the only two names you need, and those are the only ones you can have. I mean, Kittle, yeah. I don't think he's a top five. I don't think he's a top five tight end anymore, which is unfortunate. He has a well, talent. Well, this was his first game back, right? Yeah, he has a talent, but he's in, you know, as you just said, his first game back is week four, and you know he's going to get hurt again. True. So that's true. just the frustrating thing. I've had him a couple of years, and it's just that's tough. true. So I, don't, I don't think you can rely on him for top five. So basically the only names I'm really focusing on are Jeff Wilson right now and Debo. Yeah. Yeah, Ayuk is someone that could flash in the right matchups, but it'd be a flex consideration. Yeah. Whew. A lot of games. A lot of games. A lot of games. Let's get to some waivers. Let's nice. give you some waiver options here. So we talked about uh, there's some season-long waivers that I would consider at the quarterback position in particular. So Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. and Zach Wilson, two guys that you should think about because they're going to they're gonna be starting the rest of the year, barring injury, and they both have got that upside. They can both run the ball. They can both throw it effectively. Um, and we don't know exactly what we're going to get just yet. So it's it's kind of exciting, especially if you're having trouble with a Russell Wilson type or someone like that um, where you got injuries. If you need a bye week fill-in like this week, um, it's not a bye week for anybody yet, but if you need one-week injury fill-in or something like that, Teddy Bridgewater I think would be the top guy as far as two is going to sit out this week for sure, maybe longer. Teddy will be, Teddy will be steady. He'll be good. Okay, Steady Teddy. Steady Teddy. And then Bailey Zapp. Why not, man? Take a flyer. I mean, it depends on the matchup, but like, dude's a gunslinger. We know he will chuck it. He's got that Mike White in him. He, he, we know he will chuck it. He will. Why not? <laughs> um, running back. So if for some reason Brian Robinson got dropped, if you don't have an IR slot and you, if you sit on the waiver wire right now, don't forget he should be coming back. And we think he could steal this running back job again. He had it to start the season. It was going to be his. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what he could do. He's, he's a better pure runner. He's a goal line back. He's a big dude. I'm interested to see what he can do um, in Atlanta with Patterson going to IR. You've got Tyler Algier, who's a rookie out of uh, BYU. Pretty good runner, but they have this kid, Caleb Huntley as well. Yeah. I, 
I don't know who's going to take the job. Uh, Damien, don't forget Damien Williams has been injured and it's his job if he comes back. So there we go. kind of a three headed monster there uh, in Denver. You got Mike Boone and Latavius Murray. It should be Melvin Gordon's job, but if he keeps fumbling, he's going to lose it. And yeah. Mike Boone got a decent amount of receiving work. Uh, couldn't catch anything. So that's a problem. But uh, Latavius Murray has got a proven track record of being average. He may end up being the guy who knows. Yeah. And then Isaiah Pacheco, we talked about, and, and Ponchero. 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 He had 11 carries this week, and granted it was positive game script for him, um, but I think he's at least, if nothing else, the insurance back to CEH, and CEH has looked good this year. Uh, but I think Pacheco has probably taken over Jarek McKinnon's number two role, yeah, so I, I would look at him true. as well. But uh, looking at the wide receivers, we were kind of touching upon this. So one of the big names is George Pickens, and you know, once again, with a new quarterback coming in, especially a young guy, He's going to find his guy. And right now it's looking like Pickens. I mean, he had he had over 10 targets, over 10 catches. So that could be the guy in Pittsburgh to look at. Deontay Johnson is going to be Mr. Consistency, but maybe not as much with Kenny. So Pickens will be a good pickup. And then we talked about a little bit in New York with Corey Davis. Could be Zach Wilson's guy. So could be uh, get him on your radar. Look for a pickup for Corey. And then uh, Josh Reynolds, you know, with Amon Ra kind of going down, not sure how it, his injury is going to play out. He was kind of the one that golf was going for a little bit, uh, obviously with TJ Hawkins behind TJ Hawkinson, but then yeah. Sean Reynolds. So, I mean, he's also a viable target. I mean, we don't know. How I think long. he's the number three in that offense yeah. and maybe the running backs. I don't know, but like, I think he's actually going to be like a pretty steady usable guy all year. Fair. I think that's fair. And then what do you think about Isaiah McKenzie? You think worth it? Yeah, I think worth it. Worth a stash. I think he's, he's got this job to himself unless Khalil Shakir comes in and takes it from him, which could happen. But I think McKenzie's been there in the system long enough. He's, he's going to have first dibs. Um, okay. It's his job to lose basically, you know? Right. And then tight ends who you got. Will Disley, the Montana man. He's got three games with uh, basically the same stat line, which is like three for 40 and a touchdown. <laughs> um, three of the four games he's done that. So he's a, he's a red zone threat for sure. He's a big dude. Um, he's getting enough volume to be viable at the tight end spot where Gino's guy it's always Gino. a wasteland, right? So I like him. Obviously, if Gerald Everett's available in your league, which he is in one of my leagues, he is. He keeps balling out too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's because the guy who owns Kyle Pitts will not tell him, will not convince himself or admit that he's just not working out. <laughs> this is not working out. I'm not saying you got to yeah. drop him, but like you should bench him until you see it. True. Personally. All right. So there's some waiver targets we got for you uh, looking ahead, but now Kemper, you know what it's time for? It is time for some campus. So yes, you are in the hot seat today. Uh, Got to keep your streak alive. So I mean, it's hard to say what's hard, what's easy. I don't think you know. It's just if you, if you know it, if you're not. So here we Better go. Be the Argonauts. I'm gonna start with tight ends. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not going to start with tight end because if for some reason you just knew that, I'm just going to. What if I nailed off. it? What if you said Montana and I said Will Disley? It's Seattle. Hold on. I need a few more minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, again, no particular order. It's not like wide receiver one, running back one. It's just this is their start. How many of each are you doing? I mean, I have three wide receivers, two running backs, and a tight end. Uh, but okay. again, feel free to chime in whenever you feel like it. Okay. All right, wide receiver. Cincinnati, running back, NC State, wide receiver, Ohio State. That's the Colts. That's Alex Pierce of Cincinnati, NC State's Naheem Hines. Yep. And then Ohio State's obviously Pittman. 
Running back, no. Wisconsin. Pittman Johnson is USC, Hunter. my man. What? Michael Pittman is USC. USC? No, he's Ohio not. State is um Oh, Ohio State's uh what's his name? Uh, oh my gosh. Hold on. I'm blanking on it already too, and I just did this. I know, I know. Ohio State <laughs> is do you want it? It's Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell, yeah. I thought Pittman was Ohio State too. Nope. He was USC. And so I was gonna say tight end, VCU. <laughs> oh, is that Mo Alley? That is Mo Alley Cox. Wow. But how about a Jelani, whatever his name is, the new tight end they got. So oh, um, Micah Pittman, I saw him this weekend playing against the Deeks. That's yes. Pittman's little bro. Is it? Okay. He's at Florida State. Yeah. So well done, my man. You got the Colts. Obviously, the last running back I left off the board, or was going to be last, was Wisconsin. So Yep. JT. All right. You could have used Duke for Deion Jackson or whoever his name is. <laughs> this other backup running back they have. Other guy. All right. Well, there you go. All right. So now got through some on campus. Let's go to the do it. Do it bet board. This is not not great for me. Right. I guess it's kind of mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. All right. Let's pull it up. So as we mentioned, Jared Goff went off. Goff, Goff went, off. went off. He had 42.2 points. So unfortunately, Trevor was okay. It wasn't great, but I... 9.6 no, for uh, under 10 points is not okay. That's, <laughs> That's I mean, Matt Ryan's play. I guess we're talking in the actual game, but yes, fantasy wise, not great. Yeah. So uh, that gave Jared a big boost. So he's up 113.8 to 80.7. So that's a that's a nice little cushion Woof. right there. All right, running backs. Woof. Josh Jacobs, as we just talked about, went off, was running all over the place, got 35.5 points. And A.J. Dillon, man, just kind of been disappearing after week one. Only got 9.4 points. Had a lot of carries for yards, but no receptions, no touchdowns. So that, that's hurting him. Yeah. So, okay, that's going to do A little more touchdown dependent. That's going to do it for the do it bet board. Uh, yeah, oh, really? No, hang on. I think I saw somebody else up there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who's, that, who's that little guy in the yellow and blue? I don't know. I don't think he – I think it's the water boy. <laughs> I don't think he plays. So T. Higgins had a great week. 26.4 points, his best production of the week, of the year. Allen Robinson did Allen Robinson, got 2.7 points. And not his worst production of the year. Not his worst. And he's down 64.5 to 24.5. So just within striking distance. Woof. So okay. So well, these are these are all kind of runaways in different directions, but um there's still a lot of season. Week, though. I mean, because prior to this week, the quarterbacks and the running backs were, were right there. And yeah, it, true. all it takes is just one week. So we'll see. That's true. That's true. It's it's not can, over, it can be in direction. Not over. Um okay. Uh, how about our weekly do it bet? Yes. So that was an interesting one. We, we, we decided to draft two quarterbacks each and we, we were drafting it on the basis of who was going to have more interceptions combined. <laughs> so, uh, Kemper had Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson and Zach, oh, no, Wilson. Excuse me, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, wrong Wilson. And I had Davis Mills and Justin Fields who, once again, I thought these were, this was some big time matchups. I thought it was going to look pretty this good. It's going to be good. So Kemper got two from both of his W's, and uh, I got two from Davis Mills, but zero from Fields. The one time I count on him to do something crappy, he can't even do that for me. So he did get sacked six times. So he did get sacked. So Kemper wins this weekly. Do it bet. Uh, congrats, congrats on I think the that puts us at two and two on the weekly bets. I believe it does. Congrats on the yep. interceptions. And yep. then, uh, what do you think? Should we do a little quick update on our Yahoo League? Ugh. I mean, I know neither of us really want to, but I feel like Wolf City. But we owe yeah. it to the we owe it to the people to be accountable. Yes, we do. 
So I was a, in a toilet bowl matchup as I was facing Dre. The two winless teams, myself and Drader, were the 11th and 12th place teams playing against each other. And boy, did it live up to the hype. It sure so did. <laughs> our teams were basically uh, defined by two or three players each. Because <clears throat> basically on his team, Bateman didn't show up. Jonathan Taylor didn't show up. Uh, Noah Brown. So he his player, it basically came down to Justin Herbert, T. Higgins, and T.J. Hawkinson versus... Jared Goff, Damian Pierce, and Saquon. So, like, those were our three horses. And then what was crazy is going into Monday night's game, I was down by two and a half points. Okay? And it was funny. As the late games were happening on Sunday, the late afternoon games, I was still ahead by a tiny bit, and I knew I had Allen Robinson playing on Monday night. I was like, you know what? I would just feel comfortable if his point total stopped just before mine, before even the Monday night games. Like, because I have zero faith. I was like, I just want to be good. But no, once Sunday's game's finished, he was up by two and a half points, which is by no means a lot. I think it was like 2.2 or 2.3 exactly. Yeah, under two and a half. And so I was like, all right, well, I mean, I still got Andre Robinson. All he needs is one catch for 20 yards or two catches for 10 yards, whatever. First half, shutout. (laughs) Zero (laughs) catches. One target. Like, okay, great. So then like midway through the third quarter. Third quarter, one catch, two yards. Two yards, like. Uh, he needs one more catch so finally it was basically garbage time with five minutes left in the fourth quarter got one more catch for five yards five more yards to give me a 0.42 point victory over trader so unbelievable how bad he was they call that the hammer the monday night having a player on monday night that's going to come through for you that is the crappiest hammer imaginable yeah tell me about it so I needed Russell Wilson to do just one more thing for me on that afternoon game, and he didn't do it. I (laughs) I had very middling performances from nearly everybody. I did get 18 from Corey Davis. I got 18 from Brandon Cooks, which is good. Russell got me 31, so he looked good, but um, I got Jamal Williams. I got C.D. Lambed. um, Ended up losing by five in a low-scoring affair. And I mean, you got four was. It was a bad Stephon Diggs game. You had a bad Lamar Jackson game. I mean, that's tough too. Like, ah, those guys finally suck. You're thinking, all right, I have a chance. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those I was going up against those guys. I was like, yeah. I have a chance here. Uh, I was, I mean, duct taping this team together right now. Yes. I had Kamara, Amon Ra. I left Godwin on the bench. Michael Gallup, I left on the bench because I wanted to see it. Brian Robinson's on IR. Like, my team will look so incredibly different in two weeks than it does right now. Yes. So yes, we are uh, we are both struggling. We both have one win on the season. So uh, in the standings, I am in ninth, and you are in tenth. So hey, plenty of season to go. Twelve team league, just FYI. There are yes. two teams worse than us, if you can believe it. And one of them so is my brother. What's crazy <laughs> is I have the second most points scored against me, and you have the third. So <laughs> so there's that. There you go. There you go. Uh, so tough matchups for us, but we also haven't been performing. So I don't care how many points are scored against me as long as I'm scoring points and I'm not scoring points. I'm just not, I'm not putting points on the board. My yeah. average is so atrocious right now. Um, <laughs> but I just, again, I, I knew some of that was going to happen because I drafted Godwin and I knew I was going to wait three or four weeks for him. And I drafted yeah. Gallup and I knew I was going to wait a couple weeks for him. So again, when my team gets healthy, I will feel a lot better about it. But and when for, for I also me, need to be able to perform. 
Chase has just been a no-show for me, so I've benched him. Uh, when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, I'm going to feel a lot better just because I can put him into a flex and all that and, and maybe True. move on from somebody I won't name yet. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we are, our teams have work to do, but we've got a lot, of, a lot of time to do it. A lot of time to do it. Yep. I got all green matchups this week, too, so I'm excited oh, about that. Oh, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, doctor. So a lot of recaps in week four, a lot of action, a lot of scores, some interesting fantasy scoring updates and, and injuries and all that. So lots one to cover. Jello, one one well, game yeah. of Flonkerton. One game of Flonkerton. Um, and I took the blue pill by accident. So I hope it was at a wig. So uh, yeah, man, looking forward to week five preview coming up next episode. We'll do in our pigskin pick em picks. Pigskin pick em picks. Wow. There's a lot of peas. Anyway, until next time. Keep on folding. Fold it.